Welcome to the Nutra Narratives Podcast. I am your host, Gigi Naval. This is the place where dietitians and dietetic students share their stories centered around food to all things nutrition in order to inform, empower, and bring some inspiration to your day. Hello, everyone. The Nutra Narratives podcast is back. We are on episode 71, and my guest is registered dietitian nutritionist Reese Rafferty. Before Reese came to Loma Linda University, I already knew of her and her love for nutrition because I would watch her share nutrition information on 3ABN. What a treat it was to have her as our student and now one of our alumni. Well, hello, Reese. Welcome to the Nutra Narratives podcast. I am so excited to be talking to you. It has been a long time since, since we've chatted, really, since you graduated. For sure. Way too long. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so how many years ago has it been now? Since you graduated, 2015. So, oh, wow, already. Six, yeah. <laughs> Exciting. Okay. So, I'm going to take it back a bit. And I would love for you to share with us what sparked your love and interest for nutrition. Mm, that is going to be a longer story, maybe, than um, short, not a short answer. I um, definitely started when I was young. So I originally started going to college when I was college age in my, you know, early adult life um, as a nursing student. And my mother was a nurse. My dad was a doctor. I'd grown up in Loma Linda. I figured that was the path for me. And as I started taking nursing at PUC, we were doing rounds up in the hospital and one of the instructors said something that completely changed my life. And they said that um, it was in the 70s, like 75% of what you will see in the hospital is lifestyle related and could be prevented. Ooh. And when I heard that, I was like, really? Wow. Is that really a true statement? And if so, I would love to be on that end of helping people rather than on you know trying to correct the problem um, through medicine and in the hospital once it's at that stage. So um, that and several other things led to a change. I, I left nursing. I didn't feel like that was the best fit for me, um, especially after hearing that. And then I started reading more books because I wanted to verify if that statement was really true. So I started reading different books and um, it just really ignited my interest in nutrition as being one of the modalities of being able to prevent and fight um, sickness, disease, and for our health. Yes. So um, then though I didn't start school right away, I went to Loma Linda as a nutrition student um, in midlife. So at that time, I, right after um, you know that occurred, Again, a sequence of life events um, eventually that led me to get married. And then a few years after that, have children. So I stayed at home with my kids. Um, I, was, I felt so privileged to be able to do that. And yet at the same time, I kept studying on my own, like reading books and um, challenging my mind on the topic of nutrition and health and prevention and treatment with lifestyle, um, lifestyle medicine, you know, concepts. So... Um, 
all of that steered me, yeah, towards finally I said, no, nutrition is my baby. I love food, you know, and food is such a vital part of our lives. I love food before, I love food now, but in different ways. I mean, I'm such a foodie in terms of I love food to eat it, but I also love food in terms of learning about it and um, really understanding what food can do for each one of us. It's amazing. Yes, indeed. Can I ask, what were some of those books that you read? Um, if you could read, I'm, I'm sure you could remember some of those. I was going to say, do you remember those titles? But of course you do. Was there one that stood out to you? I mean, I was like that too. I've read books and I don't remember all the books that I read, but was there one that made you go, wow. This is there was one that was very pivotal, um, and it was called Healthy, Happy, Holy. And it was written by a physician and an um, evangelist combination. Yeah. I picked it up at college, just saw it, and started reading it. You know, the concept was of uniting an incredible message of health and healing and with the gospel, and oh. that went just like Christ did. And when you unite those two, the power is exponential, you know, and so I love that concept in terms of um, uniting physical health with spiritual health and mental health into my own personal life, but then in sharing it with other people, I'm super into the whole holistic, you know, kind of, yeah. not just as an education, but also in understanding it in terms of my physiology, that my you know, we segregate everything, right? Mind, body, spirit. But in reality, it's all intertwined and works synergistically and symbiotically in my body and my brain. So to understand that um, as a young person, I don't, I didn't understand it like I do now, um, but it really piqued my um, interest. And I felt like that book was very pivotal. Mm, so beautiful, beautiful. But even, okay, we're going to take it another step back. Even before, though, you went back to college or, or to a university to study nutrition, you were already having the opportunity to share nutrition through a media platform already. Can you share with us that part of your life? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So because I kept in my interest and I had opportunity um, in terms of having access, for example, to a ministry that prints. We used to print literature all around the world and we would do monthly mail outs and that kind of thing. So I viewed myself not as a health professional, but as a health reporter. And I wrote like that. I'm, I was very sensitive that I am not an authority on this. I still, I still don't feel like an authority, but I do understand a lot of physiology and you know, I read so then I can present it in that package. Um, but back then I definitely tried to present, no, this is what I'm reading and then would share with the people. Um, and again, I would try to connect it to whole, whole person health, holistic. And then I married a, a preacher. So when we would do any kind of meetings um, that might be, you know, outreach or public platform, um, I would usually share like a five minute blurb talk on some topic that pertain to health and nutrition again from the perspective more of a reporter rather than yes. you know yeah 
Yeah. So beautiful. But you know, that's how I first knew of you because I love watching the Three Angels Broadcasting Network. And I thought, wow, she's not an RD, but she speaks very well of nutrition. And I always Mm -hmm. admired you for what you shared and you always delivered it in such a, a loving manner, which was connected with Yes, nutrition, but our relationship with God, you know, all that. So it was so beautiful to listen to you. So to me, you were already a celebrity before I met you. And then, (laughs) yeah, right. (laughs) It's true. It's true. Then, okay. So then, Reese, then you decided, okay, what was the pivotal time that made you go? Because you already had two kids. And then you decided, I'm going to go back to school. Again, life is so interesting. Um, And sometimes it's the challenging times. It's the hard times. It's the trials that kind of get you to say, okay, how can I step forward in my life in a positive way um, rather than going in the direction of the negative or, you know, being pulled down in life? So, um, Definitely my decision to go back to school was one of those, you know, that was the impetus, right, to, to make a really positive decision for myself. Um, plus, my son was going away to school, and I saw my daughter was growing up, and I was like, I have got to have something for when they're out of the house, because I'm such a mom, and I'm just obsessed with my kids, and if I don't do something with my life, I will be, you know, a clinging vine for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, um, but, you know, what a blessing that you have been so dedicated to your children's upbringing, and that that was you were answering God's call. Yeah, I did start going back to school when my daughter was when she started going to school more. I mean, she was a junior high and I started taking uh, one or two classes at a local community college because by that time, a lot of my sciences, it had been past the seven year mark when they're still valid to be used. And so um, I had to retake a lot of different classes. Um, chemistries, never taken all those, you know, I took it in high school, but then all the chemistry that you need for um nutrition and dietetics and initially I just was like horrified my first chemistry class I sat in and um, community college I am twice the age of everyone there basically and um, and these kids are getting it I'm listening to the to the professor and these kids are like using the lingo and answering his questions and I, I walked up to some of them afterwards I was like how do you guys know this so well? And they were like, oh, this is our second time taking the class. And I was like, oh, phew. <laughs> there you know, you yeah, once you start getting it, you know, then um, it starts becoming really interesting, especially for me when I got into biochemistry and um, all of that. In fact, I'd love to, um, you know, reboot my brain on some of those concepts because it's just fascinating to see how the body works and how and what we put into it interacts with our body. But so anyway, community college initially until I got to the point where, you know, community college stops, like I couldn't take biochemistry in the community college. I had some great professors in community college. I'm really thankful for that experience, just a local thing. You know, and I did it. I paced myself. Like I said, I did one or two classes at a time. So it was challenging, but it wasn't overwhelming and too distracting. And then um, I, at that point, believe it or not, I wasn't fully decided um, about nutritionist or diet, diet, becoming a dietitian. And I had to do some research. And the reason why I was considering the nutritionist uh, track was because I could stay at home. Ah. You know, I didn't have to go away or anything like that. 
But the more I researched about the fields, and I actually um, did some interviewing with um, people who are heads of the nutrition and dietetic program at OSU, because I lived in Oregon. So Oregon State University was my nearest college, which was about 45 minutes away um, where I could have gone and taken the program. So I talked to them. I talked to other people. I did some research. And I was like, no, nutrition and diet. I want to be a dietitian. And um, I so glad I made that decision. I feel like it was, I'm not saying that when you become a nutritionist, it's not science-based, but as my master's, um, I did take a program where people could have sat for their, you know, testing to become a nutritionist. And I just felt like I was so thankful for my background with, um, in dietetics. Um, it was such a solid science um, mm -hmm. based and also really clinic. Uh, when I say clinic, I mean patient-centered, you know, that um, and understanding the medical side, I guess, of um, dietetics. So that was, I mean, it's a little more well-rounded, I guess. So um, from my perspective. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, I'll um, take it. I'll take it. That sounds good to me. <laughs> so then when I decided on dietetics, again, that started shifting my direction in the classes that I needed to take. Because I started saying, okay, what are the prerequisites? Um, and this happened earlier on. I didn't yeah. waste a lot of um, classes. So thankfully. Um, and then I thought, well, where do, where am I going to go? And I'm from Loma Linda, like I mentioned. you know. Mm -hmm. So there's a piece of me there. And I have such high respect for Loma Linda University. Um, and yet I had OSU that was close by. Right. So I um, prayed a lot about it. and. One incredible thing that Loma Linda has going for it is that you offer, you're gonna have to remind me the, the correct term, um, but I could do my clinicals there. Right. right? It was all wrapped in one. Yes. What, what are the terms again? We are a coordinated program. Yeah. <laughs> right. The coordinated program. Yes. Exactly. And not all are like that, right? Oh, so yes. So true. OSU is not, is not coordinated. And then you have to go and get your own. Um, Apply for your own internship my own internships and everything. And I just, again, and those could take you in different places. Yes. Um, and as a mom, I was going to be a mom of a high school student. My, my, our youngest was going to be in high school um, during that time, second, third year. Um, no, junior, senior year. And no, sophomore, junior, it doesn't matter. <laughs> she was so, in high school. <laughs> she was in high school. And I really wanted it to be a solid experience. She was going to go where I was going to go. And it was going to be, we were going to stay, you know, I was going to still be a stable and not, oh, I have to go here and there for so many months. Yeah. Um, so I really wanted to go to Loma Linda. But we have a home in Oregon. We live there. My husband has a job there. It seems absolutely impossible, but I have this dream. And so I earnestly pray about it. And I'm like, Lord, I really feel like this is your trajectory for my life. Um, but if this is, you know, if, if this is the path you want me to continue going, I need you to open the doors, right? And if you want me to stop or halt or whatever, let me know. So I applied to Loma Linda and I had two years to accept, thankfully, their acceptance of me. You know, I, I was accepted into the program. And um, so I presented, you know, this to my husband and he was like, it's impossible. I don't know how this is going to happen, you know? So I said, well, what if, um, what, and we had a friend who lived just a block away from Loma Linda University and he's a sing he was a single bachelor. And, um, I said, what if we actually house swapped with him? He'd been looking in Oregon for a place to live and that kind of thing. So I thought he had some interest, you know, so I didn't feel like it was that 
crazy of an idea, but it was crazy because, so I asked him, I asked him when I got my, my acceptance letter, I, I made my, I proposed it to him, you know, and, um, we would do the house swap. We would leave our furniture. He would leave his furniture. It would be for two years. Um, my husband would be able to come and go and have one room in our house because we had a four bedroom house. And so he could have one bedroom in the house when he was working there in Oregon. But, um, you know, his job would let him come and see me for part of the time. So anyway, all of this. And it took our friend a year to think about it. So all this time, I'm like sitting on, you know, the acceptance letter wondering. And finally, um, it was getting close to when I needed to accept it for the second year. And I said, okay, you know, we need to, you know, what's your decision? And um, I didn't want to pressure him because that's a huge, you know, thing. Um, But I prayed about it and it was my fleece. So, because we couldn't afford keeping our home and renting an apartment for me, Hmm. um, a place where I could have a home for our daughter, et cetera. So thankfully, um, he said yes. And (laughs) and like I said, my husband said, Rizzi, that would be a miracle if that happened. You know, if that (laughs) happened, then I would consider this whole thing. You know, you'd have my attention. Wow. So so when it happened, um, I definitely felt God's leading. There were other things that took place. I had a man who voluntarily um, offered to help me with my college again, which was tremendous because given um, my situation in life of being uh, middle age and taking out student loans and that kind of thing, and then trying to pay them off before I retire, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It just was one thing after another that um, um, that God just really showed me, no, I'm, this is the direction I'm providing for you in all these ways. And you will experience, you know, his provisions don't mean that life is easy street or that we're not challenged, but the security of knowing he is there and that this oh. is the direction he led us in um, was huge for me. So. Wow. I didn't even know all, all the other parts <laughs> of the story before coming and it is so evident how God was leading you and how he manifested his will in your life. That's incredible. Mm. The house swap. I knew you house swap, but I thought, oh, that was easy. I mean, I mean, I mean, <laughs> you know, but I didn't realize, well, what, what a huge undertaking. It took a year. You were praying. Yeah. And, and then your husband was convinced that, okay, this is from God. Yeah. Oh. When your husband didn't see before all that worked out, how it could work out. Right. Yeah. Incredible. I am <laughs> I am inspired and encouraged all over again. Wow. But then your son was also going to Loma Linda too. Yeah. After our my first year um, at Loma Linda, we met Ron Ray, who is um, head of the physical therapy assistant program Mm -hmm. and he met my husband in the um, gym there and they start talking and somehow you know he said oh you have kids yeah we have a son our son's in um southern blah blah not exactly sure what he wants to do and he said well tell him about the PTA program. What does your son like to do? And my son was a personal trainer. He loved working out, you know, so he was just like, no, he needs to come check this program out. And so we told Jail about it and um, 
Yeah, it has been a great fit for him. And honestly, he's been working with Ron Ray ever since. He teaches in the lab there um, every year. He's, yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is so awesome. I love it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Even worked that out for, yeah. for your son. And an incredible. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes we don't realize that God is already working behind the scenes for us ahead of the, ahead of time for us, for our other family members too. And he did that for your son too. So, oh, that's so neat. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. So good to remember some of these things because like all of us, we still face um, future decisions or, you know, where is God and what does he want me to do? Or I'm anxious about this in the future, or I'm concerned about this um, situation or that um, relationship or that person. And yet when we look back and see how God led in the past, we can have confidence for the future. He's, he's still the same. He's there for us. Just because we can't see it doesn't mean it's not in the works, you know? Oh, that's so beautiful. Thank you for that reminder. I really appreciate that so much. So then, Reese, you graduated from Loma Linda, and you moved back to Oregon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Did you start your master's right away, or mm-hmm. what happened right after? So, what was this? So, actually, right after, um, my daughter, I, I told my daughter, because I had moved her around, you get to choose where you want to have your senior year of high school, and uh, I follow you. Uh, <laughs> fair enough. So, fair enough. So she wanted to go um, to an academy two hours away from our home. We had a crazy life there for a little bit. And um, so anyway, we did end up living up there uh, at least during the week when she was um, going to school in Portland. And then we'd come home on the weekends type of thing. But she um, graduated from Portland. But interesting, um, while I was there, I got my first job working for Portland Adventist Health. And um, that was another very, uh, I felt like it was very spirit-led also because how it came about was one of the um, top managers there, she had met my husband again at a church somewhere else in Oregon. Mm-hmm. And um, he ended up telling her how I just graduated and, you know, as a dietitian and what my passion was in terms of, because I'm still very passionate about lifestyle medicine. You know, I did all the rotations and everything. I went and did the the um, hospital stint and I was convinced that one was not a sink with me, partly because of um, the person who was, you know, superintending me, but partly because oh. I just realized, you know, yeah. no, this isn't. So I still had that, that niche that I wanted to find, right? Of course. Um, I totally get you. I totally yeah. do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and that's the cool thing about nutrition and dietetics, about being a dietitian is that there is so much variety that we can create, um, our own specialty, I guess, in a way. Right. But you're right about niche. That's a a perfect word, niche or a specialty. You're right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So she was like, that's what we're looking for at our hospital. We are wanting someone who's going to be doing lifestyle intervention and, um, um, education to the community. And so, (laughs) it's so, um, then I got my, we moved there. It wasn't immediate. She said we're working. It's a new position. 
So it took some time for them to develop it. But in a few months, I had my interview. They hired me. It's my first job. Thankfully, I was under another graduate from Loma Linda University. I was, I just loved her. Um, sorry, just because I'm with you, I can't remember her name. Right now. <laughs> it's okay. I'm, I'm also like that too. <laughs> Don't worry, sister. I also forget people's names, even though I know them so well. So well. Yes. Oh, yes. So, but I think I know who you're talking about. Yes. She did an excellent job of mentoring me into my uh -huh. new position. And I was so, grateful for her because it's one thing to graduate and then to be immersed into um, an occupation. And, and and plus, like I said, it was a new position. Yes. Um, but, but then just to have someone there to kind of, I don't know, help me along. I just was so... Bounce off ideas. Yes. I miss that still to this day. Someone to bounce off ideas or that I work closely with. But um, so it was an endocrinology clinic in which I was um, assigned. That's what I worked under. So I did see patients one on one with diabetes and other. Um, you know, we saw weight management. We actually saw quite a bit of diversity because even though it's an endocrinology clinic, um, a lot of your patients have other symptoms and conditions other than diabetes. And so yeah. it's wonderful that you get to be able to address all of those. Um, so, but the main thing that they had hired me to do was to start a program of public health education, and we did it under CHIP, so which is Complete oh. Health Improvement Program. Yes. But they wanted to do it in a way where we were the, where I could bill for it as medical nutrition therapy. So, um, so we did. Um, and that was really cool. We set it up in the mm -hmm. hospital. Again, there was a man and his name is John Gobble. He's a graduate from Loma Linda University. He's a dietitian. He also got his PhD. Oh, really? Um, yeah. He's, he's, uh, yeah, I don't know if you would know him or not because he probably graduated maybe before you were there, but, um, okay. a lot. Yeah. But so he became another mentor of mine in this nice. field of, um, doing lifestyle, lifestyle intervention. intervention. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we would have classes of 35 people who would come from the community. So it was a good size. That's a great size. Oh, yeah. yes. Oh, yeah. And yes. we would see them. I'd see them twice a week for two months, basically, was the extent of it. And um, I would do everything from the cooking demonstrations and feeding um the oh, patient's wow. samples of food. And then I would do a little spiel of my own because I like putting my two bits in there. We would watch the video and I'd facilitate discussion. And it was just so much fun. I was like, this is great. This is me. I love it, you know, type of thing. Um, and then the connection that you make with people when you get to see them twice a week for two months, you know, your buds by the end of the time. Oh, yes. Yeah. Your, your patients or your clients, they end up becoming your friends, which <laughs> I love so yeah. much. So very nice that yeah. you have experienced that. Yeah. And it was cool to see um, people who really grabbed a hold of lifestyle intervention mm -hmm. and to see it work powerfully in their own lives. Because we would take blood markers at the beginning. We'd take them at the end. We'd see their weight. Some of my patients, I um, still keep in contact with. No more diet. I mean, no more A1Cs that are non-diabetic, you know, wow. incredible stuff that you, we were able to see. Now, not everyone has that experience right? because not everyone can pace themselves, you know, and I tell them this is a journey mm -hmm. for life. And what's important is what's sustainable, not what you can accomplish, you know what I mean, in a short period of time, and then you throw it away. Uh -huh. you know, what was that? Exactly. So, um, yeah. But, ooh, 
that that was a fantastic first job. That's like a dream job for a first job. <laughs> Which <laughs> is how I worked that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I ended up staying there even after, like I told you, I was really crazy there for a little bit because I liked this job so much yeah. that even after my daughter graduated and she went away to college, I'm still working this job, even though we live two hours away. So I would work this job. And what they did, I said, I asked them, can I work three days a week? And then I'll be four days home, you know, so I'm three days a week there and then four days home. And um, they had a nursing school there and they let me live in their dorm. So instead of me renting, because I was like, what am I doing? I am working just to pay rent. You know, I'm doing this because I like my job. Not it's not financially a smart decision for me. So um, thankfully, they let me stay in the nursing dorm two nights a week. I would drive two hours early, you know, on Monday, I'd leave or Tuesday, and then I'd come home Thursday night after my last um, um, chip session. So I'd get home around 10, 1030. And um, I did that life for two more years. So I actually worked there, I think, for three and a half years. And, um, and then it was just time to go home. Wow. Okay. And when I when I was hired, I told them, I said, when, so when they're interviewing me, I said, you know, I would love to get this started because this is, you know, I, I would love to do this position, but yeah. I want you to know I'm only going to be here a year. <laughs> I'm only going to get you started and then you're going to have to bring someone else. And one of the, um, one of the directors, he said, he said, ah, three years. Oh, and I remember him saying that. And I sure enough, there I was three and a half years later. because I like the job so much. Um, amazing. Yeah. Amazing. But that just shows really how much you felt so loved and, and needed there that you were really making a difference in the lives mm-hmm. of people there. So what a beautiful gift for you. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a wonderful experience to have again as my first job because yes. Um, yeah, to get a first job. And then when I was thinking about, you know, trying to find another job, I was thankful that I had three years under my belt that I that I didn't say, oh, I've only worked at one place for one year. And then I left, you know, I don't think that would have looked quite as good on my resume. <laughs> okay, God knew what he was doing then. <laughs> That's fantastic. So during that time, did you also start your master's? Or was that after the three years? Yes. No. So then I started my master's and that was another, I actually did start my master's uh, pretty soon right after I left Loma Linda, because I remember I was just, you know, kind of, should I stay at Loma Linda? Should I get my master's this other way? Really wanted to go home. And I did like this other master's program a lot. Functional medicine um, was what I um, obtained, human nutrition was what I obtained my uh, master's degree in. I let it take time. I didn't do it in the two years that I potentially could have. It took me more like four and a half. Um, I did it as I, yeah, I did it as I could because I'm working full time. Right. And then um, I I have a family. Mm -hmm. um, But then I wanted to be able to not get in debt as, as well. Of so course. could I do it as I could pay for it type of thing? Uh, very smart. What university was this program with? Um, it was University of Western States, which was also in Portland. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Fabulous. Yeah. Wonderful. It was a wonderful experience for me. I'm really grateful um, for, yeah, all yeah. the. It definitely complemented uh, what you learned in that program. It 
it helps build, continues to build on your knowledge with what you learned at Loma Linda, like the foundations, but then functional medicine. Yes, that's where my heart is too. So mm, I definitely see how, how that works so well and so beautifully. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So where are you now? What are you doing? <laughs> so I, um, after I left Portland, I got a job in Eugene in my hometown area um, at an endocrinology clinic, um, working with another, um, a physician who was a graduate from Loma Linda, um, wow. Dr. Mike Racine. So it's kind oh, of fun how I had, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's, with him. Oh, really? Yeah, he's amazing. So oh. he's a great endocrinologist. I worked with him in the clinic for um, a while. And then we, um, my husband got a job in another state. So we were moving and that's what caused me to, I actually proposed to the clinic um, about telehealth, you know, because we had started doing that with COVID. So I had said, hey, can I keep doing this? I mean, even though I'm not in state, you know, in the same state, uh, and they um, chose not. To, at first, they said yes, but then after they um, looked into it more, they said no. So um, then I wasn't quite sure exactly what I was going to do. But um, now, and I love what I'm doing now. It's great because I'm doing all um, kind of clinical work, but it's all telehealth um, that I'm offering, and it's with. I'm John Gobble, who was the um, dietitian who had trained me in chip. So he has his own. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, all the little uh, pieces of the puzzle, you know, that get put together. He he um, has his own nutrition clinic. Oh. So he has just dietitians that he has in his office. And um, that man is a good businessman. And he has definitely um, perfected or has a lot of knowledge about how to build for dietetic services with all the different insurances. Yeah. Um, he has a great small team, um, but they know what they're doing. And so I felt like it was a privilege to be able to work under his, um, in his clinic. Um, it's called Lifestyle Medicine. Oh. And yeah, so it's in, and it's great because Perfect. doctors refer their patients to him. He has a good reputation in Portland area. So um, the neat thing is I can still see patients, you know, mm -hmm in this way, or I'll call them, et cetera. I do classes this way. Um, at first, I wasn't that thrilled about doing um, classes, you know, through the whole telehealth, but um, we have a lot of fun. We've get, gotten really connected with people. And um, so, yeah, two days a week, I work for him. And then two days a week, I work for um, 3ABN. I just started working for 3ABN, which is a Christian um, television ministry. And my passion with that, which um, is still because, like you said, you saw me before the platform of media. I enjoy that so much. And I love health education. Mm. And I think that um, a lot could be done, you know, with that yes. um, through those means. So um, so I'm developing programs for them and seeing how that's going to. Yeah. Seeing how where that's going to take me. And but they've given me a lot of latitude in being able to be creative and um yeah. So, so it's kind of, it's great. I feel busy, but I love it because I can be flexible. You know, I can be doing it. I'm here in Illinois right now. So I can be, I work my clinic job, even though I'm here in, in Illinois two days a week. And then I can, you know, be present and um, just allows for a lot of flexibility. Oh my. <laughs> Reese, this is 
incredible. I am in awe. I'm so happy for you, all that you have experienced. And isn't telehealth great, though? I mean, you could help people still through this platform and still make a difference in their lives. Right. I think the potential for it being impersonal is there, you know, but, and so I think that it takes a little extra effort to say, no, I still want to intentionally get to know you as a person, not just, you know, um, yes, hearing the facts or that kind Mm -hmm. of thing. So, um, but I think when you bring that to the table with telehealth, yeah, it can be just as connected and meaningful and effective. Mm -hmm. So true. Oh, (laughs) this old teacher, my heart. This old teacher's heart is like just so overflowing with so much happiness, right? Oh, thank you. It's always a gift uh, for me, you know, to hear where where you've gone, what you've done, and what you're doing now. And it makes our jobs, which is not like a job that we have to do, but it makes the responsibilities that God has given to to me, to us, the other faculty, it just makes it so much more valuable and so worth it that it's not like a job. It's like, oh, it's something we enjoy because then we see where all of you continue to serve and it makes it so worth it. I'm sure. I I have to say that um, something I think that's given a lot of impetus in my life as a dietitian was I knew that my teachers believed in me. Um, you guys communicated that so effectively um, when, and I think that's so important, you know, when people believe in you and speak into you hope and, and faith about your future. Um, I think it, it opens the door possibility, like really, okay, I'm going to start walking in that direction. You know, um, it's so easy to self doubt and, yeah, think meager about ourselves. But when you have people who believe in you, especially your teachers, um, mm-hmm. I remember every single teacher I think I've ever had from from mm-hmm. from kindergarten. Wow, your memory is <laughs> because great. they're so instrumental. Yeah. No, it's not. It's I really don't. But the people stand out. You know? Yeah. Beautiful. So beautiful. Okay, Reese. So I always love to ask, what are three personal nutrition practices or health practices that are so important for you to do on a regular basis? So one of them actually is, um, they call it intermittent fasting and I call it just, I don't snack. Um, I actually think it's kind of, at least from my understanding, when I learned what's called the motor migrating complex, the MMC, it's the gut house cleaner, right? And yeah, and that it's, um, it's function and it's like the maid that comes in and cleans up after the party, you know, and the meal's the party and the maid comes it. in. But if you have a party right after the party, she's like, I'm not going to clean until you're done partying. And so the MMC works when we're fasting in a fasting state. And you realize people who have um, irritable bowel, um, yes. IBD, these kinds of things, their MMC isn't working so well. Right. Mm-hmm. So so I cherish my um, my house cleaner enough to say, you know, I'm going to eat a meal. And then I'm not going to eat until my next meal. And then I'm not going to eat until my next meal. And then I'm going to not eat just before I go to bed. Now, I'm not super like rigid. There's always life events, right? You know, right. Right. Uh I'm not inflexible. However, I really value that as a principle. So that's something that I adhere to um, and that I I think has done um, 
a lot in for myself in terms of my own GI health. Yeah. And then I love whole food, plant-based fiber, rich foods. And again, I think that these foods um, have the greatest potential of supporting a healthy microbiota, healthy community of um, gut microbes, all the fiber, all the indigestible components that feed those beneficial, the good guys in my gut, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm super into that. And then all the array of nutrients and phytochemicals and flavonoids and, you know, all kinds of things that are in these foods. It's just a bonus. You know, you just like, there's just so many compounds in these foods that are so nutrient dense. So I I eat a very heavy um, whole food plant-based diet, high fiber. Yeah. And then what would be my third um, thing that I think I do that's um, um, been important for me? This may sound silly because everyone thinks that overeating is a problem of people who are overweight. And people look at me and they're like, oh, yeah, right. But there was a time when I felt no control over how much I like. I just didn't know when to stop and that kind of thing. And so um, learning um, when to stop and how much to eat for me has been invaluable. It's felt like and I talk to my patients. I'm like, no one else will ever know the victory you feel, you know, mm-hmm. and the sense of when you, you're empowered, you know what I mean? When you have authority over it rather than it dictating you. Mm, yes, I absolutely yeah. agree. Yeah. But, but we know the battle is going to be worth it because once you have the reins in your hand and you're, you're the mm. one that's, you know, um, steering this, this wild horse, then um, you're going to feel like, yeah, any, you can do anything. So, um, so if for me, having that awareness of, yeah, I know wh- when to stop eating and not overeating. Um, that's been a, a huge thing for me as well. Mm, beautiful. You're, you're listening to your internal signals. Yes. And the internal signals that God designed in our bodies. Yeah. When you're in touch with yourself, that's pretty cool. Oh, that is so true. I'm going to have to share this really quickly. A couple weekends ago at, um, over the, the Labor Day weekend, my dad took a group of 51 senior citizens to Arizona. I tagged along. And um, and there were a couple other younger people than me, but I had a great time with all of these seniors. We ate at a buffet the last meal on this trip. And it was about my fifth time up at the buffet. And <laughs> this... Uh, <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'm not always at a buffet. So fifth time, and this older lady who has been a teacher in a nursing school, she said, now, Gigi, are you going over your caloric requirements? And I said, oh, (laughs) I said, you know, I don't go by that. (laughs) (laughs) She had this interesting smile, puzzled look that she gave me. I said, I I listen to my my body. I I feel my my fullness. Mm-hmm. I go mm-hmm. by my fullness. Mm-hmm. And I stop. And well, I didn't really have time for a whole talk or a lecture, but I said so. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I went off to get my fifth whatever. <laughs> right. And but it was the funniest look. She was like, uh, uh. <laughs> she tried to smile. But no, but it's true, you know, when we are able to know ourselves yes. well and we yeah. listen to Absolutely. Our, our signals, you're right. We know when to stop. Mm-hmm. So thank you for, for bringing that. 
Mm-hmm. To, to the forefront. You know, my area of practice is gut health. And so I love that all of those three practices were right in line with <laughs> a healthy gut. So <laughs> that works perfectly. I love it. Mm-hmm. So, Reese, I mean, I could talk to you forever and ever. I just love talking to you, and especially because we haven't spoken in so long. But I will end with this. And You know, there are some mothers out there who are thinking, I really do want to go back to school. I do want to um, complete this degree, but they're just not sure what words of wisdom and what Bible verse could you use to tag along with that, if there is, or, you know, some kind of quote that you went by, inspirational quote to um, words of encouragement for that that mom who's out there, or even not even a mom, just someone who's middle-aged and who's thinking, I really want to go back to school, whether it be nutrition or a different field. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the verse that comes to my mind right now is trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Mm-hmm. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. You know, and the, the Bible also says that we he will hear a word behind us saying, this is the way walkie in it. And um, I know that a lot of times in life, we want something super audible and something very evident. Um, but I wonder if we are acknowledging God in all our ways, you know, and so I would definitely make it a point of earnest, consistent prayer and seeking his word and um, truly looking at your children and their needs. Trust me, I didn't do things perfectly and I'm definitely not a perfect mom. Um, And so I think it needs to be an individual experience. When's the right time? But I do know you only get one shot at raising your kids. You know what I mean? So you give it the best you can. Um, But helicopter momming isn't always the best for teenagers. So, you know, I, like I told you, I knew that I needed to have um, something yeah. that was my own. And I think I'm a, I think that we are better human beings and better moms as we are um, happy and fulfilled and finding, you know, meaning in our life outside of that as well. So uh, outside of, you know, mothering um, and for the, for our children, I think that a lot of times we can show them, um, you know, I hope that I could be an example to my daughter of as a woman um okay, I didn't do this maybe right the first time, but I'm not going to let that stop me now. I'm going to, I'm going to go back to school, even though it's midlife and it's harder and it's challenging. And I'm, you know, I'm juggling a little bit more and maybe I'm not as with it and as bright or as quick or, you know what I mean? But, um, but you can still push and persevere and obtain what you really want in life and your, reach your goals. So I think all of those things are super important. And when it's done for God's glory, you know, a lot of times we realize, yeah, that, um, our pursuits in life are so self-focused. We're just so into ourselves in so many different ways. And can we really humble ourselves and lay that down and and, and realize, I, I believe um, that, like I mentioned at the beginning, if we were going to make this full circle, you know, the healthy, happy, holy concept mm-hmm. that, um, that God said, beloved, I wish above all things that you'd prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. And that f- physical health, um, when you help someone obtain and experience physical health, you're helping them flourish in so many other ways, you know. And um, so when you realize you're part of that, again, God, can I be a medical missionary for you in this capacity? And would it bring honor and glory to your name? 
please use me because I would love to fill this, you know, and then move forward and ask him to close and open doors. I believe he will. Mm. I couldn't have said it better myself. That was empowering. And your words were definitely anointed by God. Thank you for sharing so much. Thank you. Reese. I'm so proud of you, of all that you've done. And I, I just want to say thank you for 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 making us proud too. I mean, of you know, you came to Loma Linda. You chose to come to Loma Linda University. I mean, yeah. I mean, there are other schools that also do the coordinated program too, but you chose us, and we feel so honored. And we just want to say, may God continue to bless you in all that you're doing to serve Him and to help others. Thank okay. you. That means a lot to me, Gigi. Thank you. I was excited when Reese shared with us her Bible verse, as that is my number one favorite Bible verse. Thank you, Reese, for reminding us to trust in the Lord with everything in our lives. This episode was brought to you by my new program, The Gut and Hormone Harmonizer. If you suffer from reflux and hormonal imbalances and really any GI conditions, I help you restore your gut health to be able to live reflux and GI symptom free and hormonally balanced. So if you would like to work with me, feel free to reach out to me through my website at ggnoval.com. Thank you for joining me on the Nutra Narratives podcast. Join us for another episode. Until then, remember, to trust in the Lord, and eat well, to live well, and stay well.